welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, with my co-host, Bob Hassan. How are you doing, Bob? Hey, Sean, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We just both got back from Kentucky where you were filming with me on my new TBN show. How did you uh, feel? Thank you for that. How did I feel? Um, well, You made us all cry. You asked me to go way outside of my box and go sit in front of a TV camera. That's how I felt. It was awesome. Like you totally, all of us in the entire studio, I think we're crying at some point. It was, it was amazing. Your story. Well, the problem Thank is you. I was, I was trying to be funny, not, not make you cry. So that didn't work. <laughs> you were not being funny. You were being gut level, wrenching, honest and awesome. Well, yeah. today on the show, we're talking about, uh, to an intercessor later, one of my dear close friends who intercedes for people who are in corporations and careers and helps to push them through kind of into another level. And I just wanted to talk to you today because I know you do a lot of coaching and you sit in advisory roles, advisory boards. How important do you think it is to pull people in to be coaches, advisors, intercessors, prophetic advisors, those kinds of things in the marketplace? Well, I think in the marketplace, it's super interesting. We will hire consultants all the time for anything, for human resources, for accounting. you name it, you can find a consultant for. And so why not expand your thinking and hire an intercessor to really um, help your company for what's important? Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny because I have this group that comes in every year, every year to two years um, from Southeast Asia. And I do what I call spiritual tourism. (laughs) And I have them come through and they bring their private plane and they go fly to different friends of mine who have just a prophetic gift and they get prayed for with this prophetic gifting. And I just said, just leave a love offering wherever you go, just wherever I set you up. Cause I don't go with them all the time. I go like the one and then they'll meet me in LA and tell me those stories. And we'll kind of, we'll process all the prophetic revelation together. And it's changed their world. We've been doing this for about seven or eight years with them. It's changed their world completely. And I think how, if you have prophetic input or you have spiritual prayer alongside, it's not just normal prayer, but carrying the heart of God, it could just change so much. Do you and Lauren have some of that? I think we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, Lauren has the pit crew, the the prayer intercessory team. <laughs> and she, calls. and <laughs> she has a half an hour call. Well, she says it's a half an hour call, but it's usually about That's an like hour and a half hours. with them once a week. And and um, it, it's amazing. But you have done this for years and years and years, haven't you? Well, what was interesting is I've always been in ministry and I've always had a business almost the entire 25 years I've done stuff. And so I, like when we had a video game production company, we were working at Universal in their very first video game and I was the director and I was like, I need prayer. So I just hired some people to pray every week and I just give them like an hourly wage to pray because I just knew I I couldn't do this assignment, mm-hmm. a brand new video game in a failed market. It was really hard. And so it was really cool to have them pray. And it it, it brought some alignment that was I needed and it made me see that there's a different way of doing things because then I did a couple of projects without prayer. I was like, help, who do I could say help to besides God? You know, like, where's my help? And, uh, and it was hard. So like, then I went even a real estate deal that I just did. I didn't think about needing intercessors or prayer or whatever. And then, uh, after that, I've made a bunch of investments in real estate and I was like, I'm going to get people who pray again. And it just was like night and day. 
Yeah, because they spend their life in on their knees or in their prayer closet before the Lord. And so when you when you hire them or you have access to them, it, it brings a different dimension to everything that you're doing. Totally. I remember an older Jewish guy who talked to you about named David Riley was a good mentor mm-hmm. to me. And he said, you know, that scripture where it says, you'll have many troubles in this lifetime. And Jesus is saying that he's like, he's not prophesying. And to a business person, it's better to say you'll have many hassles in this lifetime. Like when you're pushing forward something that has kingdom implications, every printer and copy machine in the world will break down on your behalf. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. because you will have many hassles. Right? <laughs> it's like, you'll have an employee who goes rogue. You'll have, you know, people who sue you over stuff that they shouldn't sue you for. Like you'll have many hassles. And so the more prayer you get, the more you minimize the damage for those hassles because the enemy's trying to bring destruction to, to uh, kind of preempt God's blessing and make it so that you can't live in the mentality of blessing because you're always battling. So I think intercession takes a level of low-grade battle out so that you can just focus on the mission. And I think the listeners are going to love listening to J.J. Stroud, and she's next. She's next. Coming up. So come join us for the conversation. You're going to love J.J. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Welcome to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast. Today we have JJ Stroud. JJ, welcome to the podcast. Thank Yay. you so much. It's such a delight to be here. Oh my I'm gosh, so this is going to be great. I mean, Bob, <laughs> you met JJ through our friendship, and but I've known JJ for, I think, I don't know how many years, since 2008 or seven or something. Mm-hmm. JJ, we go back. We do. <laughs> Lots of JJ, fun experiences. For those of you who are listening, JJ comes out of a corporate background where she helped to recreate structure and stability for different major corporations, including things like Sears and the places that were failing. And they and they had JJ there to help do some operational structure and building. And she was the before and after story for a lot of groups. So we actually had her come alongside of us as a church to help me build because I was without operational structure when we first started because we we're in a recession. It was really hard. And you helped us to kill it. And it was really good because we were able to give <laughs> the new pastors a really good structure to build from, a good foundation to build from. And then you became mm-hmm. uh, one of our uh, just dear friends. And then also you lead up intercession for us and a number of our other friends. So thank you for being on us. Sort of your foundation. I wanted to just say at the head of the show, and Bob has heard this from me before, but I just, I lo- so love your heart for Jesus and how you operate. Oh, thank you. It's Thank funny, Sean, because whenever JJ talks or prays, it's like she's the nicest human being on the planet, and you know <laughs> you're going to be cared for. Oh, absolutely! Like we we tell everybody, if like if you get a word from JJ, take it to the bank, and know that you're going to feel loved the whole time she gives it to you, which is so good. Mm-hmm. That's just that's a good model. So JJ, you are doing something that's not 
um, commonplace yet. It's people have heard of this possibly, maybe they haven't ever listening, but you actually get hired by companies and corporations to be their intercessor. And so you come in, sometimes it's for special projects, sometimes it's ongoing, long-term. Talk about this. Like, how did you get involved with this? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, as long as I can remember, I love to pray. Just uh, I drop the hat, you know, oh, I'll pray about that. Let's pray about that. I think I tired some people because it didn't matter what we were talking about. We were going to pray about it. So that was something that God had put in my heart from the very beginning. But then um, in the workplace, I would obviously pray over things. I didn't have the relationship with the Lord I do now. I didn't know about hearing his voice the way I do now, mm. but I did trust that he answered prayer. So I did that. And then I ended up after um, leaving the corporate world, I ended up working for uh, Cleansing Stream Ministries. And I helped them do a reorganization. Um, it was one of those places where God took me out of what I'd been doing all of those years. And it's really like I started over. And so I, I went in and I worked at all these different positions. And then I helped them reorganize and then was made general manager. So the president, general manager, and, and the rest of the, the team. And I also did, we did um, retreats throughout the nation, which had 500 to 2,000 people in them, and they were prayed for, for healing and deliverance and all of that. But we had a intercessory team at each mm -hmm. um, location, mm -hmm. and they, you could have as many as 130 intercessors, and we trained them. Oh, wow. And they came through, and they got a day, I did training, and so we had a day of training, and then we, we had teams that covered the different elements of those retreats. And watched God change things where all of a sudden we were having technical problems and, okay, guys, let's go after this. And then the worship, cover the worship team, and or, or they were just not getting breakthrough in the healing area. And you just watched do it, God do it. And then internally, the president um, was so supportive and believed in intercession. So there were a few of us that would gather together usually about once a week or when all of a sudden something was not working. And we would pray. So I, and then as general manager, you know, there were situations, especially with the reorganization, and there were areas that just were not working. They didn't have the structure. Mm -hmm. And it was just because people didn't have that experience when they, they did what they did in creating some of these things. So there were some things we really needed to hear on. So I would pray with the staff or that person involved or manager involved. And some of the times I just get downloads, you know, on the way to work. God, we really need uh, this. How do we handle this inventory? It's a unique inventory. And boom, you just would download it. And so we would see the results in our prayers. And so after that, God put me on an 18-month sabbatical, which I was really glad I didn't know that length of time at first. But <laughs> <laughs> he said, you do this or you won't prepare for next. And so that's when I started helping Sean, as you know, with Expression 58. <laughs> Bob should be extremely rested before she right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, that was it. I'm sure that was it. The so, difference between working for a for-profit and a non-profit corporation and for a church is, is, is so interesting. You know, I was, really as I was is. listening to you, JJ, I was thinking you're, you are in charge of human resources at these companies. And then you turn 
you're, you're actually at heart as an intercessor. It seems like it's kind of the same. It, they're all people issues. You're, you're taking care yeah. of people and the corporation is yeah. a human resources director or coordinator. And then as an intercessor, it's kind of the same thing, only a little deeper. Can you talk about that sure. a little bit? You know, it's true. I learned so much about people and motivation of people. And then when I worked for the ministry, um, God said, you know how to manage people in a very positive way in the world systems, but I want to teach you about it in my system. And in that, he started showing me that there is a responsibility in leadership to partner with him over people's lives. Now, you're not for their whole life, but for their work life, making it work. And one of the stories I so enjoy telling is being at the gas pump and pumping gas and <laughs> the price of gas had gone off the charts. And um, God says, you need to give them alternative work schedules. And I'm thinking, okay. And so I started doing research and we started offering them. Obviously the business had to work. We had to be able to operate the mm -hmm. ministry. So they knew we would not compromise that. But there were things where the leadership, even four-day work weeks, it worked better for them, especially in a ministry lifestyle. Um, one simple story that really touched my heart was in our accounting department, we had a young woman that had a child, a young child, and it put so much stress on her to get through the traffic, to pick him up before the time that they would start charging her extra money because she didn't have that. She just asked to come in half an hour early and leave a half an hour early. And her heart was so touched that we cared. And I think that's one of the things God has always put in my heart, that when you treat people with respect, and it doesn't mean you don't do the corrective things, that's even respect in itself and honor, then they are going to flourish. You're not responsible for their um, character, but you can help them by being an example of what it means to walk in integrity and treating them with that kind of respect and honor. So I just, wow. uh, it does translate to what I do. And in that, for me with human resources, and when I, no matter what I did, whether it was um, going into a, a store that wasn't functioning and helping create a structure and order and the right staff, whatever it was, I enjoy partnership with people. And mm. what I have found with intercession is I've had it without partnership. And I've, I have learned some really hard, but good lessons for me personally in that, but now I have it with partnership. And so partnership with God and the people that are in the marketplace so is so important to, for God to get the results that he wants. Because you find That's out so people's right. hearts and motives. And, it, and God speaks in prophetic words. He gives you um, words of knowledge. He brings solutions to things where they just need someone else to speak into it. And you get to pray into all of those things. And there is the delight of celebration when God comes through. It's a really 
sweet place to be in this this time of my life and career. I can't tell you that there aren't times where it is an absolute battle, but he always shows up. He's always leading us in victory and makes things happen that wouldn't happen if we didn't do this. You know, taking you from that that stage of your journey into the now, um, you know, I think a lot of business leaders and a lot of people in their career, and I know you've done this for people, they, they hit places where they just can't break through because there's spiritual walls. There's yeah. just so many obstacles. Yeah. And if they do break through, it seems to cost them a happy year of their life and litigation. <laughs> something, you know, or like mediation or something. But, you know, it's there's something about, you know, God has put, it's comforting to me to know God's put intercessors on assignment that are available. And you're not the only one I've met. I met many through the years. But mm-hmm. put intercessors on assignment to say, I'm going to walk alongside your organization with a specific prayer burden to help push you through. Talk about that some and like how that got initiated. Um, it wasn't anything I ever thought of, that's for sure. And I had started hearing about it and then uh, about intercessors for the marketplace. And I had a friend and um, had a very uh, strong position in a legal field on a national level. And she was having intercession from an organization. And Lori and I met with her. That's my good friend and housemate. Um, had met with her just as a friend. We met with our friend. Um, and we were going over these things. And it, it really, things had gotten, and sometimes this just happens with intercession, where things get worse before they get better. Because God goes <laughs> after the foundational things and us personally and, you know, all that that kind of thing. Um, he cleans things up. But things had gotten worse and it, they had she had talked to them about it and, and all of that. And we got the impression that they weren't praying correctly. Sometimes you can go after like principalities and powers and all that and you're not called to. And it it brings down things that shouldn't happen. Sometimes it sort of brings down hell, you know, makes openings. And um so she decided to discontinue. And later, you know, it, like all of us, this organization was just learning as they went. They had great background, but they were learning as they went, like all of us have been. Um, and she decided not to do that anymore. And one day God said to me, I want you to contact her. And again, this isn't so much like me, but um, and, and ask her if she wants you to be a paid intercessor for her. So I did. I called her and she said, I've just been waiting for your call. So we went on a journey that was really interesting. And um, that's how it was birthed. And then other people heard about it. And so I had a few other people, you know, some friends and that wanted the same thing. And um, that's how it started. And then the major and boy, I was living on faith at that time in so many well realms because God had taken me out and that 18 month sabbatical was not planned financially. And mm-hmm. so, but he provided the whole mm-hmm. way and I've gone through this process, whether it was working with expression where he'd say, take no money, now take this much money, just that training. Sometimes he puts you through, um, so your dependency is totally on him. 
But I would like to tell you a couple of stories of that first intercessory assignment. One yeah. of the things was um, this person was changing um, from one law firm to the next and had already gone through all of the major ones except for one and nothing had come out of it. And they had a very successful career. And so we would we were praying and this one took and it actually created um, a governmental position in the legal realm in the nation. And that was awesome and really strong believer, obviously, I wouldn't hired somebody to pray for them. But then this, we had this situation happen. All of a sudden, there were life-threatening situations happening in their lives. And one of them was driving a new, very high-end car coming out of a parking lot from work onto an extremely busy street and no brakes. No brakes. And Oof. yeah, like terrifying. Well, two hours before that happened, I'm in my kitchen and God says, go in your room and pray. And I am in this intense intercession for two hours. And then I get a call that says, this just happened. Everything's fine. My car's fine. I'm fine except shaking. And just that God does that kind of thing with these kind of partnerships. Then there was a fall down an escalator. And this person is extremely athletic. So this is not, you know, and this is not a common trend in their life. So I started saying, okay, God, what in the world is going on here? And he showed me that there was some sort of agreement that had opened a door. So I said, you know, I feel like there's an agreement you've made with somebody maybe in leadership somewhere in the body. And so immediately it said, went to this meeting that was covering you know the seven mountains and the leader of the meeting who was in a very um powerful powerful position in the body of christ and they many books many done amazing things and you would know the name and it it's just amazing their inheritance and what we've all gained out of it but at the time the seven mountains thing is and the the comment was you should take this mountain because of your influence. Well, this person never heard from God that that was their assignment. And so we just broke that agreement. It was really simple, but we broke the agreement and it stopped. So there are things that are so important. Even, you know, we think of intercession in the marketplace of just being for the business itself, which is absolutely yeah. important. But there's also those things which you mentioned, Sean, that are spiritual things that need to be dealt with that are either coming against them, that um, even personal things sometimes, many times when God is kind of preparing us and growing us up for whatever is next, because he takes us from glory to glory and, you know, we get more of him and more yeah. in our assignments That's good. that he changes us first. And so many times an intercessor will just start praying God's heart for those things. And because before they're JJ, go ahead. Oh, JJ, I have a couple questions for you. The well, first is, it. well, of course you can. That's why I'm asking you. No, I said um, I want to. I don't know that I can. 
JJ, I have a couple of questions for you. What sure. does it look like for people to incorporate advisors and an intercessor into their business? That's the first thing. And then the second thing, to all the people out there who are listening who haven't heard of paid intercessors, um, how do you how do you explain to them what it's like to get around? Like how, the question, well, why should I pay you for praying? <laughs> okay, let's start with that one and we'll go backwards. Yeah. Um, you know, I started to do that in my own thinking at first. But, you know, it says in the Bible not to muzzle the ox. And when you get into intercession, the depth of the time it takes, the availability that you have to have for the, to be with mm-hmm. the Lord um, and hear his heart. And the availability, even when he wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning and says, pray and pray now. And um, it is, they are paying for your time and your energy. But one of the things that God impressed on my heart is they are praying for your relationship with me because you have invested your life in the business I've put you in. Every aspect of your life, and I can't tell you I did it perfectly, don't get me wrong, Um, but you now have a relationship with me that I can trust your heart with secrets, and the only thing you will do with them is pray in my solutions. You won't be critical, you won't be judgmental, because as soon as we get there, it cuts off that flow, because he wants redemption or life in every situation. You're not responsible for the outcome, but you are responsible to partner with him. So it's just like any other position in life. You're not going to hire me if I don't have, like to help reorganize a, a business, if I don't have experience in reorganizing yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with this. If God has brought me up to be in this position, which was not something I had ever created a resume for or even thought of. (laughs) Um, You have one now. I do. I do. And it's like, Sean, when you referred that person to me some years ago that was from another nation and they wanted someone that had prophetic background, business background, and intercessory background. Well, God had done all that for me. So, you know, but it took an investment of my life to get there. Yeah. And yeah. so that is what they're pay- paying for. And um, there's so many different levels of prayer. And I don't mean that one person's prayer is more important than the other. But there is a knowledge of the type of intercession that is birthing something where it talks about the Holy Spirit, you know, even through his groanings inside of you. It's it. it it consumes you physically when you're in that. There's the prayers just using the scripture, which is so powerful. There's declarations. There's the kind of prayer when all he's doing is using your body and you can feel the spirit doing what he did when the earth was created. And that is he is hovering and you don't know what he's doing, but you know you are fully involved and he's just wanting you to agree. So there's so much you learn in the process and so much availability 
for what he does in those situations. That's so good. Well, I'm thinking about how you hire a consultant for your business when you want to take on new territory or, or when you're when you're needing to, you know, grow into new grounds. You hire a coach when you need some financial restructuring or you need some coaching on employees or operational structure. You hire an advisor. You know, there's all these different people you hire, but when it comes to an intercessor, I just know that there's people out there who are like, oh my gosh, I'm not in this alone spiritually. Like this, people, you yeah. know, a lot of people know, like this is, I'm taking spiritual ground. I'm using what I'm building for kingdom influence and for the finances for kingdom purposes. And so why wouldn't there be warfare? Why wouldn't there be things I need to grow through? Why wouldn't yes. there be spiritual, not even just the resolutions that were just spiritual solutions or understandings for how to build differently than everybody else. And so I love that God is raising people up to intercession for yes. corporations, for entertainment companies, for politicians. And it's, it's happening more and more and more. And this might be your first experience hearing from someone like JJ, but, uh, and JJ is one of the best. So when you hear her, <laughs> um, don't hold everybody to her standard, but she, it's just, this is something that's happening right now that I think is so important. And I'm so excited. That we got to talk about this. I think it's amazing yeah. because you can tell by, uh, JJ's depth of relationship with the Lord. Uh, that if you hired her to pray for you, you're going to get results. And I know for Lauren and I, we have, um, uh, she calls it the pit crew, a prayer intercession team that prays for us. And it's amazing. And, and JJ, I think uh, just hearing you gives me so much hope that uh, Christian businesses can have a leg up if they can see, um, you know, to look for intercession, to be part of their consultancy team. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second question Bob had, mm -hmm. remember Bob, you said, how can a business get involved with intercession? How can, how can people find these kinds of people? Or if you're trying to incorporate this, how do you go about that? Do you have ideas, JJ? Yeah, I think <laughs> you're going to laugh. Pray. <laughs> the first one is pray. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and, you know, God, I want to do this. And I need the person that it's their assignment, because when someone comes to me and says, would you pray for my organization or me or whatever? And I have to find out if that's my assignment. And yeah. so, Lord, bring me the people or show me the ways I can um, access the people you would have pray for me and my organization or my business, whatever it is. And that's so great. I would always start there. You. Uh, I think most churches have intercessory groups and even asking about that is, is really a, a, a definite resource. And I have found from that because of through expression 58, I know some of the people that have great stability and strength and experience in intercession. And some of the jobs that have come my way, that I knew were not my assignments, I've been able to hand off uh, to people, other people that are now part of this inter paid intercessory, you know, group. So even if somebody in a group at church doesn't, it's not what they're called to, they may know someone to refer you to. Well, JJ, thank you so much for joining us. And I think mm -hmm. listening to you, already gives me the ability to recognize if I'm going to ask someone to pray for my business or my organization, I want someone that sounds like you, that has a <laughs> deep, so this has this deep relationship with the Lord, 
that mm. is kind, that even the fact that you said that you wake up at three in the morning sometimes, a lot of times I'm sure when the Lord speaks to you, I just so appreciate you coming because our, our a lot of our listeners, I don't think ever could have imagined that this service was out and possible. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining Sean and I. And My pleasure. Uh, it's been an honor. It was just an honor. I so appreciate both of you so much um, and have such a respect for who you are. And so I'm grateful. This has been wonderful. Well, we have a celebration yep. party going on right now with JJ and Bob and myself. That's right. Who all <laughs> seem to love each other a whole lot. But we're going to go right into your questions with Bob and Sean. Thank you, JJ. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Bob, I love every question that our listeners bring us. And if you want to ask us a question, you can just go to bowlsministries.com. It's B-O-L-Z ministries.com. And just click on the top banner that says, ask Bob and Sean a question. And then record your question and it will come on just like a listener, like this one right here from Brianna. Hi, this is Brianna from Minnesota. I was wondering what your advice would be on working in the workplace with a close family member and how you maintain good relationship as family members and professional relationship as coworkers or peers. And uh, yeah, just want to protect my heart in that relationship. Thank you. Um, Brianna, thank you for your question. It's always tricky when you're working with close family members. And the advice that I like to give is always to have great conversations before a work relationship starts. Having Uh, boundaries put in place and recognizing that some decisions that happen at the workplace aren't personal and continuing the conversation. If, for example, you might have a hard day and um, your family member might have a weird look on their face or something, just revisiting the conversation and, and continuing the conversation to make sure that everything's okay. It's going to take a little bit more work, but Um, if you've decided to work with this family member, I think it's going to be worth it for you. Bob, I think that's so perfect because I think, you know, Shereen, I hired uh, her brother at one point who would probably laugh at the thought of this story because we had him working for us when we were first starting it. We were doing it in our ministry. We had him working on our resources 
And the dynamic of him and Shri at the time was not the right one. It just wasn't the right timing. It was okay for a little while, but then they were both losing their father who was passing away. And there's, there's that dynamic that family has. And so at one point he had to say, you guys, I don't think this is working for me. And he did it in a really healthy way. So we were able to just all transition. And I think that's the biggest point is that family is forever, but working together isn't necessarily forever. Not necessarily, depending on what kind of family business or uh, operation or whatever it is. And so just to have those, like you said, the right boundaries, the right, I mean, read the book Boundaries by Neil Anderson. It's, it'll change your life and it'll help you to navigate those kinds of conversations that you may need to have and just how to leave work at home. Shree and I work together as a husband and wife, and we have to sometimes say, I love hearing about your meeting today, but I just can't hear another thing about work. Can you table that until we talk tomorrow or something? And we've had to do that to each other lots and lots of times, especially if you get out of an intense meeting and you want to share that with your spouse, but they're on the other end of the meeting where they already have had two hours on that. And they're just like, I need a brain break and to be normal at home. <laughs> and so we've had to do that so many times. So great question. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for asking your questions. And please feel free to ask us anytime by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on that question, ask Bob and Sean a question for exploring the marketplace. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.